Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan, and happy to be back talking Atlanta Dream Basketball um, after a short break. Uh, I'm just super, super stoked at how the season started uh, with the, the Atlanta Dream being 5-3, and three, uh, with their only losses to title contenders in the Washington Mystics twice and the Las Vegas Aces. So um, just a, a lot of potential here if they can continue winning the majority of the games against uh, playoff bubble teams or and teams that are outside of the playoffs, uh, we're going to be in good shape for uh, probably a sixth seed and everything. Uh, where our ceiling gets higher is obviously uh, beating teams like the Storm and like the Sky who are, who are going to be playing on Friday and getting revenge uh, against teams like the, the Mystics and Aces that uh, won handily uh, against us. But uh, yeah, I, I think this lineup has a, a lot of potential, and I'm excited to see uh, what happens for the month of June. Uh, for this episode, I'm just going to go over uh, some things that led to the Atlanta Dream success, and uh, with some of these aspects, go over how they can improve um, from where they were this previous month and everything. It, it's a Again, amazing that we're 5-3. and three. Uh, We were the worst team in turnovers, and if you told me that before the season and told me that we wouldn't have tip before the season, I would not be believing at all that uh, we would be 5-3 and three at this point and everything. So uh, I just think there's so much potential with this group, and we can go even further and even higher than we are now and everything. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this. The first thing that I want to go over is obviously Ryan Howard. Uh, what Ryan has accomplished through eight games has been phenomenal. Uh, even with getting shut out against the Mystics, Ryan has scored the second most points through eight games in Atlanta Dream franchise history with 135, which averages the 16.8 points per game and is only one point short of what Kennedy Carter accomplished through eight games. She is set to obliterate the Dream franchise record for three-pointers by a rookie, as she has already made 23. She has the second most rebounds in franchise history by a rookie with 30, which averages out to 3.7 per game, and she earned a season-high eight rebounds against the Sparks. Also, Ryan is just a flat-out playmaker and uh, is already a top tier at taking care of the ball, and especially, like I previously mentioned, on a team that... Uh, turns turns over the ball too frequently. It, it's amazing that um, she's been such a, a steady presence, uh, especially with her uh, in her first season. I thought there was going to uh, be a learning period where uh, she would score her points, but um, it would come with uh, a lot of turnovers in some games and everything, and that has not happened at all. Uh, in her last four games, she has had 13 assists with only three turnovers. And in six of eight games, she has turned the ball over once or less. Uh, the last stat I want to go over of hers before I move on, because I could go on and on and on about Ryan Howard. <laughs> I'm sure I will at some point. Um, but the last thing I want to go over is uh, Ryan Howard is the leader in stocks, which uh, is a combination of steals and blocks. And she has 19 through eight games. The closest was Angel with 13 in her rookie season. So... Uh, what she is doing is just legendary, and uh, no doubt she's going to have her jersey retired when all, all is said and done. And I hope her entire career will be uh, with this Atlanta Dream Squad, and uh, I just cannot wait to see what she accomplishes in the rest of the season alone. Uh, and then from there, what she's able to accomplish throughout her career. She is just destined to um, stardom and... Uh, just breaking a, a lot of records like she already has through eight games. 
but the next player I want to go over uh, is uh, the other rookie in Christy Wallace uh, in the backcourt. And I, I, I didn't even have her making the team if you listen to uh, my preseason preview. Uh, I, I thought we were going to go a, a different direction and with having limited film and everything, sorry, I, I have to defend myself a little on my decision. Uh, with having limited film, I was just like, oh, I don't know if she's going to be able to, to make an impact for us the same as other players would be able to and everything. And uh, yeah, that is not the case at all. Um, she started in all eight games and has absolutely deserved to, to be starting in all eight of these games. Uh, she's now had two double-digit point games in her last four and is coming off a season-high 17 points against the Mercury. And uh, I think we're going to see uh, a lot more games closer to that 20-point mark and everything, especially uh, if the three-point shot um, starts to fall down, uh, which it hasn't been right now. Uh, right now, she's just shooting 23.8%, uh, when at Baylor, she shot 38% or more her last three seasons. So... Uh, I really think we're going to get closer to that 30% mark and uh, the law of averages will have her sinking some of those threes and uh, in return helping that the Atlanta Dream offense uh, improve in points per game, which we're towards the bottom in as well. Uh, but I, I just see no way that uh, some of these three-pointers are not going to fall for her and more shots in general and everything. She puts herself in um, good positions to succeed and I, I think she's going to be more rewarded uh, in the month of June. Uh, like Ryan as well, um, for the majority of the season, she's just been making really smart decisions and uh, is on a three-game, I'm sorry, in a three-game span, uh, she earned nine assists to only four turnovers. And uh, against the Mystics on 520, where we lost the nail-biter, uh, she had five assists compared to only one turnover. So it's just phenomenal that uh, Ryan and Christy uh, have had games of five-plus assists with only one turnover already through eight games. It just... Uh, the, the ceiling, it, it's just unimaginable right now, and uh, I, I'm hoping for many seasons, the two of them uh, just taking three-pointers together and just making a, a huge impact on both ends. I, I'm just so excited um, for the potential of, of these two players alone uh, for the next few seasons in Atlanta. Uh, she's also making a, a huge impact on the defensive end. Uh, she's been an absolute menace and has been doing it um, while staying out of foul trouble, which she was struggling with. Um, at the beginning of the season when she had uh, consecutive gains with four fouls apiece. She's only committed eight fouls total over the last five games. Uh, she is currently on a five-game streak with at least one steal, and she's had eight steals, uh, including three games with two steals. So uh, she's tending in the right direction there. Uh, she knows when to, to take her chances to give the Dream the ball again, and it's something that's just going to continue to improve throughout the season. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun seeing her energy and how she creates for her teammates. Uh, but uh, on to Tiffany Hayes. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the, this episode, uh, I, did, I just would not believe you if you told me this whole entire eight-game stretch, if Tiffany Hayes was not going to be in the lineup at all, that we would be 5-3. and three. And that, again, that's just a huge testament to Christy Wallace, a huge testament to Ryan Howard, uh, and ultimately Coach Wright for... Uh, using this roster, but um, yeah, first and foremost, before I go over anything else on Hayes, uh, I just hope uh, she has a speedy recovery. Uh, at first, it was uh, classified as rest uh, when she uh, was back in Atlanta for the first loss to the Washington Mystics, uh, 
but after us having a, a three-day break and her still being out, I, I knew uh, something was wrong. And then, of course, uh, unfortunately there was, uh, finding out that she got injured uh, while she was playing in Turkey overseas uh, before coming back to Atlanta. So um, there's no set timetable at all. So uh, it's going to, to come to Christy Wallace, and uh, I'm really excited uh, that she gets to continue with this opportunity and uh, showing that she's a franchise cornerstone. I, I did not think uh, the dream would not have to focus on getting a, a franchise shooting guard uh, after the season and everything. Like I, I thought it was going to be one of the main positions we were going to be having to look at along with center, and now I, I just have the utmost confidence that uh, Wallace is... Uh, the future of the Atlanta Dream at that position. Uh, one thing that's a, a little baffling to me, though, is uh, we decided to move on from uh, Maya Caldwell, and we also didn't uh, decide to sign another guard. Like, uh, I thought we would have done what other teams did in taking a hardship at, at the beginning of the season and uh, adding more depth for us and everything. Like, we could have gotten someone like uh, Garantes, uh, or Tia Cooper and everything where uh, we have some, either uh, a younger player who has a, a decent amount of potential in our lineup and everything or going for uh, a seasoned veteran and everything. But only having three players in the backcourt uh, for the whole season so far has uh, been a little weird, especially with the little amount of time Mom Premier has played. Uh, it, it, just doesn't make sense why we uh, didn't sign another player for our backcourt when uh, Christy Wallace, Ari McDonald, and Erica Wheeler are all uh, playing pretty heavy minutes right now and everything. But uh, so far, it's succeeding in everything. I just uh, It may be another thing that's contributing uh, to us losing leads that we had uh, against the, specifically what I'm thinking about, the, the Dallas Wings uh, and the LA Sparks, where we had a, a double-digit point lead and uh, we surrendered it late in the game. Not fully, but uh, it got to a point where they had an opportunity to, to win the game against us late in the game, even though um, there were points where we just had absolute control and everything. And uh, I just think some of that has to be uh, endurance and everything. So uh, it doesn't look like we're going to make a, a change of decision on that and everything. So I'm just hoping Tiffany Hayes gets back soon. So uh, we have more depth and everything to be able to hang in these games, especially against uh, top-tier competition uh, like we'll have throughout the season. And um, there'll be some intense games uh, this month that I'll go over and everything where uh, I really wish we had a, a full lineup. Uh, but on to my next subject, and uh, it's the spotty point guard play. Um, this was one of the positions that I thought was an absolute strength for the Atlanta Dream coming into the season with uh, Erica Wheeler and Ari McDonald. Uh, both of them were averaging uh, two assists to one turnover or more last season, and uh, this season they're, both of them have averaged more turnovers than assists, uh, which is crazy. Um, Erica Wheeler is uh, averaging the most turnovers per game with four, and Ari is sixth, averaging three. And uh, neither of them are in the top 15 in assists either, which is just really concerning. They're not uh, creating opportunities for teammates in the way they've done in the past, along with more turnover. So uh, that is not something that's going to be lead to success. And uh, 
having 20 turnovers a game is not something uh, that's sustainable for winning and everything. It's going to uh, lose games for us and everything if we don't get it more under control. And that's one of the things I'm going to be watching really closely uh, over the next month. Um, some positive notes, though, um, for our point guards. Uh, Ari McDonald is averaging 9.4 points per game off of 45.6% shooting. She's averaging 1.53 three-point makes per game and is at a 36.1% clip, uh, which, was, uh, which was what I was expecting prior to the season with her having success beyond the arc. Uh, but what's really promising for her is she has just had a, a whole lot more confidence uh, from two-point range and also just finishing at the rim and everything with her speed and creativity. Um, especially that spin move against the, the Phoenix Mercury in the last game. Like, you can just tell she's um, starting to feel it and uh, get into a groove. Uh, she's shooting 61.9% from two-point range, where last season she shot only 34.3%. So just a, a monumental difference there and uh, what she's been able to contribute offensively for us. Uh, she's had two consecutive game stretches with 10 or more points this season and is currently on the streak now. Uh, she had a double-digit effort uh, against the Mercury on Sunday with 10 points, eight rebounds and five assists so nearly got her first double double and i hope she's able to accomplish that this season uh, if she can knock down the turnovers uh, she'll definitely be knocking on the door to uh, receive starts or uh, get more playing time than erica wheeler uh, it, it's really going to come down to uh, which point guard can take care of the ball more like they both had their offensive spurts and everything uh, they both are solid defensively uh, but it, they just flat out need to take care of the ball better for uh, the dream to reach their ultimate potential. Uh, but on to Erica Wheeler. Uh, she's on pace for a career-high 44% beyond the arc. And she's shot 6 of 10 her last four games and is also shooting a career-high best 92.3% from the line. So again, both players are contributing offensively. Their, their shots are... Uh, falling at a pretty good rate and everything, uh, especially as the season has progressed. Both of them struggled a little at the beginning, uh, but I like both of them in the lineup. But again, it's just uh, getting rid of those turnovers. Um, Erica Wheeler uh, has never uh, even averaged uh, three turnovers per game, and with her averaging four right now, it's just completely uh, out of line compared to what she's done throughout her career and everything. Uh, but... We'll just see what happens there and everything. Like the her previous uh, low was back in 2016, where she had less than 3.3 assists per game as well. Like she's used to uh, being a playmaker at a at a really high rate, and uh, I'm hoping it, it drastically changes for uh, this month because the the potential is obviously there. I, I think she's uh, one of the the top six point guards in the league when she has things going and everything. She really had. Um, some really good moments with the LA Sparks. Uh, I haven't really seen uh, the confident moves that she had, like on uh, Sue Bird and Odyssey Sims. Uh, I think uh, it, there could be like fatigue from overseas, and also um, earlier in the season she took some uh, hard falls. Uh, so uh, there was a game I, I can't remember which one. Uh, she was questionable going into it. I believe it was uh, a game against the the Indiana Fever, the second one. Uh, but she ended up uh, playing the full game and everything. But uh, again, it goes back to not having another player in our backcourt that I think is contributing uh, to more turnovers with 
potentially our players being fatigued and everything. But again, hoping for um, increased success there. And I think both players have the potential um, to turn it around. Uh, but back to uh, going back to a player that uh, has really found success in almost every aspect, and that's Cheyenne Parker. Uh, I was saying before the season that I thought it was just amazing that we get her for the next two seasons, but uh, this is another player that I underestimated the, the impact that they would have. Uh, she's just been our front court MVP by a mile. Uh, not only is she averaging double-digit points per game like she did, uh, like she's done three of the four previous seasons, uh, Cheyenne is also on a career-high pace in rebounds per game with 6.5, assists per game at 1.6, and blocks per game at 1.4. In her last game against the Phoenix Mercury, she earned her second double-double of the season with 12 points and 10 rebounds, and has had four games with multiple blocks, including four against the Las Vegas Aces. If our, if our offense had come together uh, in that first quarter, uh, we have a ball game against them and everything and have a chance to uh, potentially stay close in that game and everything. But we did not, uh, unfortunately, take advantage of, uh, I believe it was three blocks that she had uh, within the first four minutes of the game. And we just were not able to, to take advantage of uh, the momentum-changing plays that she was trying to make for us and everything. Just... Uh, she's an absolute game changer, and I think that's going to continue uh, throughout the season. Uh, just like Wallace, uh, beyond the arc, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more fall for her. Uh, she's only uh, she shot 33% beyond the arc her previous two seasons, and is only shooting 22% currently. So uh, this is someone that has found success uh, beyond the arc in her recent career and everything, and. Uh, I, I just really think she's going to have gains where three or four fall, and it's just going to add to the ceiling of this Atlanta Dream Team and everything. It's something that's a part of her game, and she's had good looks this season. They just uh, haven't been sinking for, and I just believe they're going to fall for her in June. Uh, last thing I want to go over offensive-wise for, uh, she's shooting 90% from the free throw line, which would be a career high. Uh, she's been everything and more on both ends, and again, just can't wait uh, to see what she accomplishes next at, on both ends. She just is making her presence known on both ends and has just been so essential uh, for the dream being 5-3 and three right now. Uh, but on to uh, other front court players that have just been solid contributors in uh, Monique Billings and Nia Coffey. Uh, they've been sporadic offensively, but um, they've just been absolutely essential on the defensive end and on the glass. Um, starting with Monique Billings, uh, she's been the Atlanta Dream's leading rebounder per game, uh, averaging 8, uh, which is good for 8th in the WNBA and is 5th in offensive rebounds per game at 2.6. Uh, she had a season high in the opener against the Dallas Wings where she had 14, and uh, I'm expecting more uh, double-digit point efforts along with uh, the rebound success that she's found in everything. Um, she's shooting a solid 46.2% from the floor, uh, and is on a streak of 12 consecutive free throw makes going uh, back to last season. She made her uh, last free throw of uh, 2021 and then has uh, sunk all 11 this season. So just absolutely phenomenal for her. And uh, the fact that both uh, Cheyenne Parker and 
uh, Monique Billings are finding success from the line, it's just really promising because uh, there's going to be those and one opportunities. And the, the more we can find success on those, the more points that uh, accumulate and everything. So uh, just really promising there. Uh, but on to uh, Nia Coffey. And uh, she's been uh, most productive on the defensive glass. And uh, this was where I was hesitant uh, of her being a four because uh, she didn't really have a lot of uh, rebound success uh, in her previous seasons in the WNBA. Uh, she had her previous career high at 3.8 per game uh, last season with the LA Sparks. And uh, right now she's averaging 6.3, which is sixth in the WNBA uh, on the defensive end. So again, just amazing and something I didn't foresee. And it's a huge reason why she's been a starter in every single game. On the offensive end, it's been extremely sporadic. At the beginning of the season, she was 4-22 from the floor for through her first three games. But then she followed it up going 11-23, which was good for 48%. But now was in another lull in her last three games. Where it's just uh, been more of a struggle going 2 of 12 from the floor. Sorry, her last two games, uh, she's gone 2 of 12 from the floor and everything. So getting closer uh, to her shooting uh, around 48%, like she did in that three game span that uh, included a double double against the Mystics, uh, will go a long way. Again, just the, the more consistent offense we can have. Uh, the less pressure it puts uh, on our star players like Ryan Howard and Cheyenne Parker to, to try to carry the team and everything. Uh, but uh, I know this is a, a recurring theme, and it's a lot to expect uh, three-point shooting to, to change for so many players, but just when you look at their career stats, it, it just seems inevitable that uh, it's going to happen. Uh, right now, uh, Nia Coffey is only shooting 29.8% uh, 29, from three-pointers, and she shot over 33% the last five seasons. So uh, I just, I don't see this standing. And, and sorry, she, uh, I misspoke. She's at 25% uh, on the season and everything in three-pointers. So uh, having 33% or more in the previous five seasons, I, I just don't see it. it's going to hold up. Like last season, she shot 41.7%. Um, these three-pointers are going to fall for her. And teams are leaving her alone too. Uh, she's had her open looks. And I, I just see absolutely no way um, that they don't start falling for her and everything. Uh, but onto the uh, rest of the front court, focusing more on uh, the players that have had uh, limited minutes so far. And uh, I want to start with Nas Hillman. And uh, she received an awesome opportunity uh, while Mo Monique Billings was unfortunately out uh, with health and safety protocols. Uh, but she had two games with 18 plus minutes. And uh, she just showed again that she's a, a major asset for the Dream's future with a combined 15 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, in, in those two games with 18 or more minutes, she shot 6 of 9 from the floor, which is good for 67%, while only committing 2 turnovers. Uh, if I had to pick uh, one favorite moment uh, from the Atlanta Dream's win uh, over the Phoenix Mercury on Sunday, uh, it was her uh, making that long-range jumper uh, towards the end of the game. Like, I, I was just freaking out. Because uh, if she adds a, an outside shot, uh, she is going to be a, a lethal threat in this league and an absolute steal, like I projected her to be uh, when we drafted her 15th overall. And it's just, she already has a, a lethal spin move inside. Uh, she knows 
where to go to, to be in the right place for rebounds and everything. Uh, if she's able to add that outside shot, it just creates uh, more room for her to work inside and just be a, a player that can be a threat for double-digit points every game. So um, her being able to, to add that consistently is going to be the difference between her being a, a starter in the WNBA and her being a, an off-the-bench player. I think her absolute floor is just being the first player off the bench, like something similar to Monique Billings and everything, like starts if there's injuries and everything, uh, but can contribute on both ends, especially on the defensive side. Uh, but if she can make those outside shots, uh, she just instantly becomes a starter and a, another foundation for this Atlanta Dream squad. Uh, but yeah, on to uh, Megan Walker. And uh, yeah, I... I was expecting her uh, to get more playing time. I, if you've listened to previous episodes, uh, I've been really high, especially uh, on her success uh, from the from three-point range. Uh, right now, she's shooting a, a career-high 46.7%, uh, which is just really, really good. Uh, it's sixth in the WNBA with players that have uh, attempted at least 15 of them. Uh, so... She's done what she's needed to do and everything, but uh, is at a, a career-low pace of 11.2 minutes per game. We've just decided uh, to choose other players for her and, over her. And when uh, Tiffany Hayes returns, uh, I'm anticipating that to go lower and everything. But uh, just what she's been able to do beyond the arc alone, uh, I definitely think this leads to an op another opportunity for her if it's not with the Dream next season. Uh, if she just continues to find success, uh, she'll be able to hopefully get... Uh, a bigger role where she can actually show what her potential is in this league. Uh, but the the biggest thing that's holding her back, and I can see why uh, we're hesitant to give her more playing time, uh, is she's tied with Ari for the third most turnovers per 40 minutes. Uh, so uh, in her limited minutes, uh, she just has not been taking care of the ball as much as she would like to. Uh, same with uh, our point guards and everything. If she can improve on that, I think the playing time comes with it and everything. Uh, but she's coming off a, a really solid effort against her former team in the Mercury uh, with eight points, two rebounds, one assist, and one steal. And uh, she also sank multiple threes for the first time uh, since the Sparks game in, in the most recent game against the Mercury. So um, a lot of potential. She's an asset to have off the bench, uh, but if she's going to become more for her. Again, uh, I just want her to limit those turnovers and uh, contribute more uh, defensively and uh, on the glass and everything uh, to be able to contribute more for this Atlanta Dream squad. Uh, but the last player I want to go over is Kia Vaughn, and she's honestly about what I expected and everything. Like, uh, she's been a solid veteran presence. Uh, she's been playing around 13 minutes a game, uh, scoring uh, a bucket per game, and uh, yeah, just... Being stable, not like being flashy or anything, but just a, a good presence to have on this roster. Uh, she had four turnovers in her first game, which, <laughs> to be fair, was against the Las Vegas Aces. That's a tall task to, to take on in your first game back <laughs> uh, with a, a brand new team and everything. But um, since then, she's only had four turnovers total uh, in her last five games. So um, I have no qualms with her playing around the 13 minutes that she is now and everything, uh, as long as she can continue limiting the, the turnovers and everything. Uh, I, I just don't see an issue with her being a part of this roster for right now and everything. Uh, but on to some more uh, team aspects that 
Uh, I've touched on on an individual player basis, but just want to go more in detail on uh, wanting these to improve. And again, I just go back to the turnovers. Uh, as a team, uh, right now, uh, the Atlanta Dream are averaging four more turnovers uh, at 19.6 per game than assists, where we have 15.6 per game. In five of our eight games, the Dream have surrendered 20-plus turnovers, which uh, is just insane. And uh, 36%, 56, uh, of our turnovers have come from the point guards, which, again, is a trend that just absolutely needs to change. Uh, for us to have sustained success. Uh, and again, right now we are in last place in turnovers. Uh, and yeah, it, it, we're just not going to continue to be able to win games if we uh, reach that 20 turnover mark multiple times and everything. Uh, we just cannot have that. Uh, but on to uh, more positives. Uh, again, just going back to the, the three-point shooting. Uh, right now it's basically just Ryan Howard and Aaron McDonald uh, that have taking on the bulk of the load and making those three-pointers. Uh, they're a combined 40% beyond the arc at 36 of 90, while the rest of the team has shot only 31.5%, 29 of 92. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think Nia Coffey, Christy Wallace, and Cheyenne Parker uh, are just going to see significant increases in their three-point success, and uh, there'll be more balance in this stat sheet. And uh, thanks for double down and mentioning it on your podcast. Like, maybe really dive into like the discrepancy there's been uh, between Aerie and Ryan's success and the, the rest of the team and everything. So just in changing the three-point shots and getting our turnovers to even just 15 per game uh, is just going to raise the bar in uh, what the Dream are able to accomplish in the month of June. 